Welcome to CIR Realty Business Mastery, where we present on topics that will help you build a successful real estate business. While you're here, be sure to subscribe to not miss any new episodes, as well as leave us a five-star review. That'll help others discover us too. We hope you enjoy today's episode. We're here with the one and only Josh Higelke from Mortgage Connection. Uh, Josh is the broker and co-owner of Mortgage Connection, and we're incredibly uh, blessed to have him giving us some advice on this topic. So thank you for coming in today, Josh. Thank you. Hello, Team Blue. I believe this is your first CIR Live. It is, yeah. yeah that's yeah. exciting. It is. So... We wanted to bring Josh in to discuss a rising trend that we're seeing in some lenders rejecting holdbacks. When they see a term with a holdback, we're seeing red flags and, and lenders pushing it back. And then we get the questions how we're going to structure these deals to best protect the clients and that kind of stuff. So um, I had a conversation with Josh and, and he actually enlightened me as to why some lenders are, are pushing this back. And, and so we want to talk about, I guess, First, why are the lenders rejecting some of these holdbacks? And, mm -hmm. and you mentioned that not all lenders are rejecting them, but let's start there. So we're finding that the vast majority of lenders are pushing back on these holdbacks and it's becoming more and more common. Okay. I feel like holdbacks were slipping through the cracks or getting approved or kind of pushed through a little bit more in years past. But nowadays it is, it's, it's more common that the lenders say no, they want that holdback removed or the property fixed beforehand or the client to take advantage of the purchase plus improvements program, right? Which is becoming more and more popular. They want to know that the property itself has been fixed beforehand and they're not in the business of, of giving people the cash, uh, from the mortgage proceeds to right. do the work themselves, right? Okay. They want to know that the work is done on the property and not just giving some of the cash because they don't know what they'll use that cash for. Because the, the property is their equitable solution yeah. for the loan. Their so, security, their, their security, asset. That's right? the word I was looking yeah. for. Yeah. Uh, you had mentioned something about um, how it throws the rates out for CMHC. Yeah, and that's another thing. You see on these high ratio mortgages, especially like you're 5% down. Right. If someone's putting 5% down and then say there's a $2,500 holdback yeah. and that holdback's to go to the client upon closing, we're offside now with CMHC. We're now higher than 95% loan to value. Right. And, and that just doesn't fly. That throws all <laughs> the, the ratios exactly, out. Now, would yeah. that be applicable as well to the 20% rule? If they're putting 20% down and you do a holdback, is that the it, same type of thing? It is. Yeah. It's really with that loan to value. And again, I called my rep at TD just on the way here, just yeah. another chat. Like, how do you guys handle this? And same thing. They just do not want the holdbacks going to the client. They want, they want to know the work is done. Right. Okay. So either it's done by the seller beforehand and written into the contract, or we take advantage of that purchase plus program. Right. So I know terms are always disputed, whether or not you're talking to the lender or the lawyer or the brokerage. We all have our different rules as to how they should be structured. Right. Uh, we always recommend having a term structured in um, what's to be done, who's to do it, when's it to be done by, and what's the penalty as to if it's not done and mm -hmm. who that penalty is really or holdback is to be released to. Mm -hmm. Now, you were talking about how to how lenders might like to see terms structured. Uh, what how how can a term be structured that doesn't give a lender a red flag? So there's two lenders and two lenders only that I'm aware of, and we've been doing a lot of research on this that will allow a holdback if the holdback just states 
that X amount <clears throat> will be held if the work isn't done, but then doesn't give direction where the money's supposed to go. Right. So they don't give any direction that the money goes to the buyer, which for whatever reason that will work with two of our lenders. But when I talk to Ryan McKay right. and other lawyers, they don't love that because it doesn't clearly outline where those funds are supposed to go. Right. Now, Ryan had mentioned that, you know, people just assume and, and, and it does eventually go to the buyer. But if someone wants to fight back on the selling side, they can, they can tie that money up. Well, and we were chatting and Ross Austin, who was a manager of CIR for decades, um, was telling me about we've had holdbacks that, that a buyer and seller couldn't agree on and there wasn't direction as to where they'd be released to. So um, I think, I can't remember if it was five or seven years that the buyer and seller argued over this holdback oh, really? and it just stayed in trust with the lawyers. So um, without that direction, it adds that extra element. So mm -hmm. uh, that's where the lawyers and the, the lenders kind of disputed a little bit, but which, uh, which of the two lenders aren't pushing back on it? So it's First National and Merrick's. Okay. Yeah. Or two. So two of our monoline lenders. Interesting. Now, if we were to review the options as to how to get these um, taken care of, what are some recommendations on holdbacks? And we were talking about purchase plus improvements mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. So really, I, I beat this up a lot. And there's three options I can think of. And that's number one, you can renegotiate the price, right? right? Negotiate the price down to reflect the work that has to be done. Uh, number two, we could put that hold back in with work to be completed. I would say probably no, no later than a week before possession, because right. if the work isn't done and then the buyer wants to do something else like the purchase plus improvement program, we need a week to get that submitted, approved and the new instruction sent out to the lawyers. Right. I'd even say two weeks or so would probably be okay. a good timeline. And then of course there's the purchase plus where the client says, I want to upgrade the furnace. And we submit that with the deal. We get it approved with the lender and the insurer if it's high ratio. And then that money sits in the lawyer's trust account when the deal closes. Right. As soon as we can show that that furnace has been replaced, they then release those funds to the buyer. Nice. So, so then in that situation, if the buyer doesn't have the cash up front, they don't necessarily, like the purchase uh, plus improvements, sometimes you need to fund the renovations before they're done. Mm -hmm. But in that situation where the lawyers are holding it in trust to be released to the contractor, then the, the buyer doesn't need those funds up front. Well, so it depends on the contractor. Like okay. I've seen pretty big projects where I think they're doing about a $40,000 basement. Right. No, your contractor is going to be skeptical. Like, you know, am I <laughs> yeah. they, they just want to get paid. Yeah. Right. And so what we've seen happen is lawyers will write letters to the contractor. It states that these funds are sitting in my trust account. Once you complete the work, you will get paid. Right. right. And so there's a way to work with the contractor, get everybody on the same page. Right. And keep the project moving forward. So I know garages is a big one for this type of program on mm -hmm. the sales side. And, and one of our uh, best my nest vendors, Gecko, uh, is it Gecko Renovations? Um, I only ever remember Gecko. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they understand how this purchase plus improvements program works and they'll actually do the garage and just wait to get paid from the lawyers and, and they know that the program is lock solid right. because the lawyers have the money. And again, seeing that in that circumstance, the money's sitting at the lawyers and it doesn't get released till the work is done. So right. the bank knows that their money is going back into the property and not just into the buyer's bank account and then right. who knows where, right? Now, do you guys have a list of contractors that like this type of program or do you keep track of that or is that on the, the buyers or the agents to arrange for that? I have a couple that I know I've worked with over the years who understand it and right. will work with it. Okay. But no. nice. And you, you guys had another um, 
unique or interesting suggestion about a price amendment instead of the holdback, um, like having a term written into the contract and, and then if the work wasn't done instead of a holdback, adjusting the price on that last date. Yeah, and that's what you see the banks want. And you get those last minute sometimes, like maybe there was an amendment that we weren't aware of that happens and didn't ever got sent to the broker. And all of a sudden we find out that there was a holdback placed in and the, it's come to light now with the lawyers. The bank either wants to know the work's done or to have that purchase price reduced. Right. So that's the way you could write it too, is, you know, hold back of, and if work not com- be, if the work's not completed, then we reduce the purchase price right. to reflect that accordingly. And right. that might be the best way if the buyer does have the cash to do the work and they just want to make sure that it's addressed, then mm-hmm. ad- addressing the price is always the easiest way, but. Right. Now, a question that just came, and I keep throwing a couple new ones at you. Yeah, so yeah. Sorry, about that's that. okay. Please do. Uh, if we amend the price on a week before possession, then do you guys have to resubmit, or because it's already been included in the paperwork, is that easy for the approval process? It all depends on the lender, okay. but they'll have to re-instruct often, right, to the lawyers to reflect the new mortgage amount, right. proceeds. So a week is cutting it pretty tight. Okay. Some lenders, no problem. Others, like your bigger banks, just move a little slower. Okay. But a week should be fine for most. So, so the more, t- just like anything, the more time to deal with it, the better. Especially but, in this market. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are you guys finding it on your side as far as? Good. It's yeah. it's busier than most Septembers, but we're kind of in that nice calm right, right. now. Everyone getting back into school, back into routine, but right. you can see it building again. I yeah. feel like we're going to have a pretty busy fourth quarter. Uh, so. Did you guys have the issues with the lawyers? Uh, we had lawyers that were rejecting short closes and, and yeah. that sort of thing. So yeah. And banks. Yeah. Banks just say we can't accommodate this right now. Right? So, so the more time you can give them for adjustments, yeah. <laughs> the better. <laughs> okay. And any last thoughts or words of advice? Uh, just with those holdbacks, again, be careful what they are. Um, the, again, the, the big thing is that this is the bank's security. Right. Right. So if we're negotiating on price because there's an issue with the home, it, be careful what it is. You don't want too many red flags for the bank either, which right. could scare them off of the deal. Um, but again, leaving just enough time for everyone to work through it. If, if the buyers to, or sorry, if the sellers to get the work done, let's make sure that work's done at least two weeks or so before possession. And then if not, we can readjust either lower the purchase price, put a purchase plus improvements in place. Right. And go from there. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Well, if you guys ever have any questions, reach out to Josh and, and any of the bro- mortgage brokers at Mortgage Connection. Uh, and as well, the management team is always here to help and, and walk through these situations. But uh, I'm grateful for your time, Josh. Thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, and, thanks and- for having me. That's all we have for you today. And thank you so much for giving us your time and tuning in. Don't forget to like CIR Realty Business Mastery on Facebook and to follow us on Instagram. Take care, everyone.